Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? It is, and it's going to make me a star. To listen to the show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And before we get into the episode, I do have one corrections corner item. Writers-wise, on the last episode on the prison plot... This isn't a huge deal. I doubt anybody even really noticed, but it's also potentially really obvious. If you watch the episode, you might notice that the title card of the prison plot has different writers listed than uh, who I credited (laughs) in the last episode. Uh, We credited Donald Glutt, and that's because he is credited on like IMDb and uh, like every wiki that I found credits him. Um, But the episode's... According to the actual episode, it was credited to Jack Hanrahan and Francis Feigen. And those are both writers that we've sort of mentioned or touched on because they were one of the whole, like, batch of writers that wrote on the 1981 Spider-Man show. Mm. Yeah, and they're not, you know, and that, that show, like, they didn't credit individual writers, so it was really hard to figure out who wrote what. So they're one of those two, those pair. They've written a whole slew of other cartoons. Um, I think the reason for the weirdness and why I was confused and why the internet says something different than the actual episode is because they did found one bit of one bit of trivia on like one of the Marvel animated wikis. So I don't really know where the information comes from, but I'm assuming it's from an interview or something like that. Um, but supposedly they those two writers wrote the like original draft of the episode, but it was so messy and incomprehensible apparently, according to the wiki, that they got Donald Glut to come on and do a rewrite like a full rewrite of the episode, I guess <laughs> more than they normally do to make it less incomprehensible. Um, so I guess he got like the final, he's like the final writer on it, which is probably why like internet websites have him credited, but probably for some legal reasons or whatever they credited to those original writers on the actual episode. So just in case you were wondering why there's that incongruity, if you watch the episode, that's why. It's funny to call an Amazing Friends episode incomprehensible, like how incomprehensible must it have been because that show but already can be. But. That's Well, that's <laughs> why it's so wild that it could be so hard to understand that they would need to rewrite it because even the episode we got, there were things where I was like, this doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> yeah, it's probably why because, there are, because he was probably brought in to clean up something that was a big mess and – it's probably the most <laughs> cleaned up uh, that they could do. So I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. Still a fun episode regardless. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're hanging out with our amazing friends still. Yeah. 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 And it's fun and great. It is great. And it is fun. You're right. Yeah. It's a very fun. <laughs> and it's beyond a Mysterio episode. So those are always ex- extra fun because he's extra. Yeah. This is a fun episode for a few reasons. One, Mysterio. 
uh, two, different location than New York City, and mm-hmm. three, it's kind of based on like one of the original Spider-Man comic stories, sort of, <laughs> you know, like sort of a classic Spider-Man story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. Got, and it's got the Hulk in it, and like, <laughs> yeah, didn't, he didn't even need to be in this one. There was already enough going on, but they're like, let's no. just throw the Hulk in there too. Why not? <laughs> But I think it's because the original Spider like Spider-Man goes to Hollywood to make a movie also includes the Hulk. So I think that's no probably No way. Yeah, yeah. I um you know I think it was like an AMA where I said like, you know, I want to I want to go back and try to read all of Spider-Man. Well, I've been working my way through it and and nice. I think this episode is inspired by I think the Green Goblin's first appearance actually. Uh, oh. The Green Goblin's first appearance was him trying to convince a movie producer to put Spider-Man in a movie, and the Hulk shows up. Yo, I want to read that. <laughs> can we do yeah. a spider bite on that? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, we can do that. Come out in conjunction with us. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't see that when this episode goes up, it means we didn't do it, but we'll put that on. We'll put yeah, that we'll do it. In. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, the the episode that we're talking about is of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, season one, episode eight, entitled Spidey Goes Hollywood. The show is available on Disney+. Plus. That episode numbering may or may not be off. I'm not sure because their episode numbers are bonkers, but it, it is on there, available to you. The synopsis per IMDb for this episode is... Spider-Man investigates a series of efforts to sabotage movie producer Sam Blockbuster's attempts to make a movie based on the web slinger's life. That's not at all what happens, actually. Nope. It does not invest does not investigate shit. No, uh, <laughs> not at all. Mysterio, who is revealed as the culprit, spoiler alert, cons Blockbuster <laughs> into having Spidey star as himself. This feels really out of order as it part does. of a plan to kill off his nemesis. I did not like that synopsis. That was not that wasn't funny. No, that wasn't even funny. Not great. Read. Not the best. <laughs> D minus there. The original, <laughs> the original air date for this episode was November 7th, 1981. It was written by Christy Marks, uh, who we're familiar with. We talked about her way back in our episode number nine. Yeah. And uh, obviously Mysterio is going to be featured in this episode, like the synopsis said. And also we get the Hulk, like we mentioned. Um, and I am honestly dumbfounded that we've never talked about this person before. I I feel like it had to have come up at some point, but these two characters, Mysterio and Hulk, are both voiced by Peter Cullen. Um, And Peter Cullen's most prominent credits are as Optimus Prime in nearly everything, like the original series to the Michael Bay movies and almost everything in between and things even after. I swear we've talked about Transformers enough that I feel like he had to have come up, but I don't think he has. (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So I don't know how that happened, or the only Optimus Primes we've ever talked about were the rare versions that weren't him. (laughs) So I don't know. Strange. But that's who this guy is. He's also Eeyore in a ton of things. Um, Those are his most prominent credits. But he also provides the voice for, or provided the voice for, Monterey Jack in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. He was Gritty Gummy in The Adventures of the Gummy Bears. And he served as the narrator and the voices of Coran... Koran? I always say this wrong. Uh, Cor- Corin? Corin. Uh, and Hutch in Voltron <laughs> Defender of the Universe. I was trying to remember how they say his name in uh, Legendary Defender, and I feel like it's Corin, right? I don't know. Whatever. That guy. 
in the in the original Voltron, Defender of the Universe, not the new one, uh, Legendary Defender. Um, he also is included on the voice talent cast of many shows that come up when we talk about amazing friends like Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show, Richie Rich Scooby-Doo Show, G.I. Joe, and a slew of other things. Um, and we'll also hear his voice a number of times when we talk about the 1981 Spider-Man cartoon, just as various folks. I think he was probably more so part of that talent cast than this one, because um, I think he only appears like twice on this show, but he appears a bunch of times on that one. Gotcha. And fun fact, given one of the scenes that Spider-Man shoots for his movie in this episode, Colin also provided the voice of King Kong in the 1976 version of King Kong. <laughs> wow. Ooh, he was the he was like the the hot King Kong who fucks in that movie. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah. So, Fascinating. What pretty a legendary <laughs> dude that I can't believe we've never never mentioned. Or if we've mentioned yeah. never officially. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um I just realized I made a mistake last week. Marx was actually the one who wrote that infamous uh Mr. Frump episode, not Glut. I don't know yeah. why I remember that incorrect. I think because we covered those episodes in the same episode. Because he wrote the Craven dinosaur episode that came before it. So I got that was wires crossed. So honestly, that's on both of us though, because now that you're saying that, I feel like I feel like that also like that's why I know Christy Marx's name is because of the Frump episode. So I don't know why it didn't hit me either. So you know you're good. <laughs> it cool. happens. Yeah, yeah. Marx, <laughs> she is the one responsible for our favorite Amazing Friends episode. Thank you, exactly. Christy Marx. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Although uh, Donald Glut did give us the episode where Craven pulls a picture of a uh, Firestar mm. out of his testicles. So like, yeah. they mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. have given us great gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of the comics that I've been reading, uh, Spider-Man also does that pretty frequently where he keeps things in his crotchal region. Uh, so it. maybe that just used to be where pockets were. I don't know. It's just part of the lore. I'm into that. <laughs> well, let's get into this episode. Um, this one opens on a movie set where an actor playing Spider-Man fails to pull off an elaborate stunt and then quits the movie. The director, Stan Blockbuster, complains that he's lost five Spidey actors in a single week and storms off the set. Yeah. How? What's funny, though, what's so funny about this is that this Spider-Man actor is doing basically like a wire stunt or whatever, and it goes wrong. And then he says, this show is jinxed. And all I could think of was turn off the dark or whatever that thing is, which was just famously... Like, just a shit show with stunts and whatnot, right? Like, it was yep. sort of cursed and jinxed all on its own. So I was like, wow, uh, amazing friends. You knew. You knew. <laughs> you knew. You knew. Oh, God. Yep, yep, yep. What a great yep. connection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, on his way home, Stan Blockbuster has his car hijacked by Mysterio, who coerces him into seeking out the real Spider-Man for his movie instead of actors by threatening him with a robotic Hulk and destroying his limo. (laughs) He also admits that all of the accidents were, in fact, his fault. So Mysterio set up this distressing situation where Stan Blockbuster was at his wit's end with the Spider-Man actors. <laughs> I don't know who voices Stan Blockbuster. I kind of will look it up now uh, real quick. But he, I really like his performance in this scene. He's fun. Because he's, he's really fun. He's like, oh, no, not my limo. 
that's inhuman. <laughs> it's so good. Like, cause it's like, it's, it's, it's hilarious because like, it's, it's all, it's like, it's so intentionally dramatic. Like, like that it ends up being comical because it's like, ta- he's talking about his limo. Like the fact that he's calling breaking yeah. his limo inhuman, but it's like, yeah. he's putting on what is like otherwise an authentically horrified reaction. It's really great. <laughs> I it's think he's perfect. really fun throughout this whole episode. Yeah. He's great. He's, he's, it's weird. His sort of visual story, like the, his character design is like less dramatic than I feel like the character he's inspired by in the comics but he's just as dramatic. Like the guy in the comics is like flamboyantly dressed, but he kind of looks like this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they have a similar vibe, like in their face and their body and whatnot. Um, this guy is just, uh, just only dramatic in his, in his uh, behavior, not his, <laughs> his clothing. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, cool. IMDb does not list who voices him. So <laughs> it's probably just one of the cast, you know? Yeah, I recognize his voice, so like, I, he's definitely somebody, uh, somebody that we know. But whoever, whoever you are, great <laughs> the job. guy who plays Blockbuster, you rule. You're great. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, in the city, the New York City, that is, because we were just in Hollywood. Um, Angelica and Bobby see a poster that reads, "Spider-Man, let me make you a star. Call Stan Blockbuster." <laughs> So Angelica and Bobby are like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if Spider-Man will agree to being in this movie. We kind of hope that he will because we want to go with him to Hollywood so we can meet our favorite actors, Honey Dove and Lance Macho. <laughs> what names? Oh, those, those sure are names. Do you think they're their stage names? names? Do you think they're their stage names? Do you think they're, they're that's the names they were born with? <laughs> Lance Macho has to be a stage name. Honey Dove, I could see being someone's name, but it also yeah. could very easily be a stage name. So Lance Macho, though, no way that's his name. (laughs) Can't be. (laughs) You go, you have to have to name yourself Lance Macho. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it kind of sounds more like a porn name than it does an actor name. Not a good porn name. Honey Dove. So does Honey Dove, to be fair. I mean, hey, there's nothing that says they aren't their favorite porn actors. Yeah, actually. So. <laughs> no, no issues there. That's kind of cool. Love that yeah, actually. Yeah. And based on, you know, if if the if their behavior as depicted by, you know, spoiler alert, robots is accurate, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they were, you know, porn actors. <laughs> yeah. Aw, Bobby yeah. and Bobby yeah. and uh Bobby and Angelica, are, they're very like very open-minded and forward-thinking. I love it. Yeah. Good for them. well after seeing a commercial for the same thing as the poster featuring stan blockbuster the two decide they got to find peter immediately and the place to find him is the library because he's a nerd he's been working on his term paper for three days nerd (laughs) the two bring peter uh back from the library where he's literally been sleeping they wake him up in the rudest way possible. Iceman oh, yeah. almost just Iceman almost just like throws a snowball at him. Um, and, and Angelica is at least like, nah, at least just turn it into water and then wake up that way. What? But they still I would rather the snowball. I would far rather the snowball. Really? Oh yeah. You're being hit with the a blunt object. Is... I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, it's not an ice ball. They said it was a snowball. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the water is going to keep me wet and I feel like the snowball 
you know, is a little easier to brush off. That's fair. And think of the books. Think of the books. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so they just ruined a bunch of Peter's books and just made his day much worse. It probably all went like down his neck and down his shirt, and Ugh. he's just having a miserable time now thanks to them. Zero respect for the library. Yeah, or right. nerds. <laughs> yeah, and and because they waked him, woke him up in such a shocking way, he's like screaming in the library. <laughs> uh, it is funny. He's like, "It's Doctor Doom. It's Green Goblin. What's going on?" Yeah. But like they make him scream in the library after they just were like, "Be quiet, Miss Lion." It's like, "Why are you bringing a dog into the library? Like, what are uh, you doing?" <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> what a what a uh, mess. Yeah, yeah. Big mess. But yeah, so. They bring Peter to those posters that we were just talking about. Um, and he's, you know, he sees the call for Spider-Man. and He's kind of hesitant to agree, uh, you know, because like, like we said, he's got this big term paper project due coming up. Uh, but as they talk, they just coincidentally happen to spot Aunt May approaching a pawn shop with valuable family jewelry, which is like weird timing. They ask her about it, what's going on, and she admits that she's actually struggling to pay her house payments. And uh, Peter, Bobby, and Angelica are like, well, we live in your house, so we don't want that to happen. So we're going <laughs> yeah. to help you, Aunt May. <laughs> yep. Don't they pay rent to her? Like, is, is this they not They do helping? pay rent. They <laughs> right. do pay rent. That has been firmly established. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> she's like, money is a problem. It's just like, what's, what's, what's happening here? <laughs> Charge them more rent. No, <laughs> yeah. it's not the solution, but no. uh, they do seem to only work odd jobs as opposed to like having jobs. But they're also in college. So like, I mean, it's, 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 it is harder. It's not, they couldn't work a full-time job necessarily. I mean, I guess they could, but if they're all, if they're in college and superheroes, it's going to be hard to hold down a job. Oh, Peter's not a photographer in this show, is he? It's weird because he is in the in the eighty one show and like they're kind of the same continuity, but it's so unclear of like the timeline of it and how in continuity they each are that and like yeah, so like in this show we never see him doing anything with the Daily Bugle or doing anything photography wise. So I hmm. don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I never really noticed that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're gonna try to help her pay her her house payment. And uh, you know, Peter asks her to tell him how much it is and she whispers it uh and whatever amount it is it also includes 38 cents <laughs> peter is like oh that's not too bad but she was whispering in his ear for a very long time like yeah. that had to be a very big number that he's considering yeah. not too bad <laughs> especially for 1981 right. yep <laughs> well the three suit up in an alley and they find stan blockbuster and they find him in the company of oh you know what i just realized stan blockbuster Oh, wait, no, he's probably in New York looking for Spider-Man. I was going to say that he was in New York this whole time, but he probably specifically came to New York to find Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, he would have been in Hollywood at the at the start of this episode. Anywho, yeah. they find Stan Blockbuster, but they find him in the company of a dozen other Spider-Men of all shapes and mm-hmm. sizes. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun. They are clearly auditioning for Spider-Man or trying to convince him that they are Spider-Man, and uh, it's uh, not not going so great. Stan's pretty stressed out. So Spider-Man's like, well, I got to prove that I'm the real Spider-Man. And Bobby and Angelica are obviously like, we got to prove that he's the real Spider-Man. So Bobby and Angelica like scare off all of the phony Spider-Men with their powers. It like took me a second to realize what they were doing. Cause I, at first I was like, are they just attacking these random actors? But it seemed (laughs) like like it. it does look like it. But I think, I think what they were trying to pull off 
was Bobby was shooting like icicles in their direction. And then Angelica was sort of like blowing them up. So it was sort of almost like firecrackers as opposed to actual. Yeah, and I think they were just trying to like scare them to be like, obviously Spider-Man wouldn't be scared. So these guys are all phonies. Like, I think that's what they were doing. <laughs> they're shattering. They're shattering ice in like in the vicinity of a, a crowd of people. Like <laughs> people are going to get hurt from that. They've all got masks on. Their eyes are sort of protected. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Sure. Well, more effective. Spider-Man just shows off his actual powers, which probably would have been the right move to begin with. Uh, by climbing all over the walls and the ceiling. Uh, and so Blockbuster is like, oh, my God, you are the real one, aren't you? So Spider-Man and Blockbuster shake on a deal. Spider-Man tells him how much he wants, and it is uh, a whispered amount plus 38 cents. So you know he's asking for exactly what <laughs> Aunt May uh, needs, which, come on, Spider-Man, come yeah. on. You're talking to a Hollywood yeah. exec here. At least, at least go for more than one month of rent. <laughs> at least round you know? up, like at least at, round at least up, round man. up. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a you know, get yourself a coke. <laughs> add a, add a buck. <laughs> anyway, so they they agree on a deal, and uh, Spider Man says, "Great, we'll uh, we'll head to Hollywood Stat." And Blockbuster's like, "We," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm bringing my friends with me," and uh, Blockbuster reluctantly agrees. Love it. My favorite thing in this episode is the is like the smash cut to bus tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, I'll get you, I'll get yep. you guys t- uh, tickets to Hollywood, and then it cuts to just the three of them just standing in an empty lot yelling bus tickets, and then it immediately cuts away from that again. Like bus it's so tickets. funny. It's Ooh. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking because bus the the bus thing might be uh, might be part of the comic too. He might have taken a bus to get there because nice. the stuff that happens like next is sort of kind of like uh, kind of what goes on. But they might not actually show him go there in the first place. So I don't know. Ooh. I just know the desert's involved, and they take a bus sure. through a desert. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, so they board the bus to Hollywood, and and um, I love it. I love it. I think you you might put have this frame already for later, but I I notice it too. Just like the fabulous little detail that is completely uncommented on the side that Firestar is sitting in is just a whole bunch of people who are very hot, and the side that Iceman's on is just a whole bunch of people that are like <laughs> in coats and huddled and cold. It's yep. Like, even the way that they're all dressed, like, people in, you know, people in, like, tank tops and swimsuits versus people in, like, big coats. It's so funny. It's so good. It's such a great (laughs) detail that's, like, totally unnecessary. Like, it it, it only adds. You know what I mean? Like, it not being there doesn't subtract anything from the episode, but it being there is so amazing. And it's such a short, like, relatively short shot. Like, I didn't notice it right away. It's yeah, so it's good. almost like too clever for this show. Like, and I, that sounds <laughs> right? like the faintest of praise, but like just because the humor of this show is usually very like right, right in front of you, and they call yeah. out that they're making a joke all the time, and very much like set up punchline, and that's just like a background detail. That's mm-hmm. like if you aren't paying attention, you're not going to see it. But it's yeah. really funny, and it, that coming right after like the bus ticket smash cut, it's yeah. like y'all are operating on a whole other level in this episode. This is this is like a legit comedy episode. It's, it's great. great. That and the fact that Spider-Man isn't even sitting in a seat. Like, they're all suited up in this bus. Like, they are superheroes on a bus. 
and Spider-Man is just like hanging from the ceiling reading a newspaper. Like it's just it's just like yeah, just great things they didn't have to do that they decided to do. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a it's it's such a great it's such a great like couple of frames. Well, on their way to Hollywood, they are stopped and directed to a detour by a military blockade, and the military blockade lets them know that they're there because the Hulk has been spotted in this area. So they're out in the middle of the desert. The Hulk has been spotted. You can't drive this way. I think they said like either 50 miles of road or 50 roads or something like that are blocked off to protect people from the Hulk. So the bus proceeds to uh, take the detour, but we stay with the military because shortly after the bus leaves, the Hulk arrives exactly where they are, uh, and the Hulk faces off with the military in a very <laughs> sort of Hulk-like scene where the military is like, yeah. the monster's here, get him. And the Hulk is like, why are you always attacking me? Like, you're calling <laughs> me a monster. I'm just big. Um, yeah. And so the he Hulk do, gets, He was just jumping around in the desert. Yeah. He wouldn't even do anything. Leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Let him live in the desert. Why can't he just yeah. live in the desert? Like, Jerks. he just wants to live in a cave in the desert and have people leave him alone. <laughs> Yeah, Gosh. yeah. Who doesn't? Honestly, <laughs> real, mood real. for real, <laughs> relatable content, Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> and they're not even like good at trying. Like considering that it's implied that they know the Hulk and have been chasing him for a while. Like they're not even trying with him. They throw a net on him that doesn't even have any weights on it. Like what? Yeah. Do you, what did you think was gonna? And then he just casually <laughs> just rips it off. What did you think was gonna happen? It's the Hulk. Like I y'all should know. know that. Come on. You know what my favorite moment is? When they surround him with tanks and the tanks don't shoot out mortars. They shoot out, like, gas. And he picks up, like, a log or something and just spins. And it blows all the gas back at the tanks. Brilliant. <laughs> Love like, that. I'm glad that they're not literally shooting him, you know, with with, uh, with, with actual, like, you know, weaponry. But... <laughs> Because I, you know, I don't want that for him. He doesn't deserve that. But it's it's hilarious that, that it's <laughs> tanks are eating gas. Yeah, yeah, bright pink gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you would probably expect, the Hulk destroys their tanks. Uh, he does escape, and when he escapes to what looks like a nice little oasis, the Hulk says he's tired and starts to take a nap. And when the Hulk naps. Bruce Banner comes out to play, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. So Bruce Banner wakes up. He's like, that was weird. Where am I? Um, and he starts to walk off to civilization. And the civilization he comes to is the bus that the spider friends are on. Whoa. Coincidentally. Whoa. <laughs> so he gets on the bus and no one bats an eye at this dude with no shirt or shoes and completely <laughs> tattered pants. They don't comment on it all. They don't ask him if he's okay. Like, <laughs> Look, there are already superheroes on the bus and everybody is experiencing some sort of temperature related trauma. <laughs> Who's going to ask questions? But even the spider friends don't. Like they're okay, they're pretty point. chill right now. They should they should just be like, "Hey, buddy, are you You're right? okay?" <laughs> True. Instead, instead they just kind of casually sh- chat with them about how they're making a movie about Spider-Man and Banner's just like Real? That's weird. Okay. And Spidey's like, I'll give you a job. I guess maybe Spidey noticed that he that it's just a man in tattered pants. So maybe he's <laughs> yeah. like, this dude seems like he needs some cash. I'm going to help yep. him out. <laughs> My favorite joke is in this moment where Bruce Banner sees them and is like, superheroes on a bus, what are you advertising? And Spider-Man just goes, comic books. 
(laughs) Like, Like you are. That's exactly what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. This episode's funny, man. It is really funny. It's legit funny. I like it. (laughs) Well, the gang arrives in Hollywood and quickly meet up with Blockbuster, who agrees to employ Banner, but only as a janitor. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Elsewhere, Mysterio is watching this interaction and decides that of all of his special effects, robots, and weapons, his giant ape should do the trick of defeating Spider-Man. So that's what we're going to see first. Yeah, so on set, uh, Spider-Man's filming what's clearly like a King Kong-inspired scene uh, where there's like a woman tied up in in kind of a jungle-type situation. He frees her, Spider-Man frees her from the restraints in the jungle um, and then faces off with a giant mechanical ape hand. I fucking Uh, love this so much. Yeah, I love it so, so cool. much because it's like very, very obviously like original King Kong, like giant ape hand special effect. <laughs> like I love mm-hmm. it so much. It's an old school like practical effect, yes. like how they would actually be have been doing it if they were making that in 1981, and probably uh-huh. in exactly how they did it in 1976. So yeah. like, yeah, I love, I love it. it. I love it. I love it so much. Drag Race actually just did sort of like, not a direct homage, but like the same sort of thing where they were trying to film like the drag queens all shrank and there was like a cat attacking them. So they literally just had this massive cat paw (laughs) and they were doing the same exact thing where like it was off screen except for the paw. I just, I don't know why that tickles me so much, but like showing one limb of a giant animal just like cracks me up (laughs) because it's it's such a recognizable like old hollywood kind of classic classic effect thing to do great it's like one of those things where it's like it's so low budget and like you aren't no person even at the earliest advent (laughs) of film thought it looked real yeah but like but you get what it's doing and it's fine you know (laughs) it's great it's great yeah i love it but yeah, since you know, since uh, since Mysterio is kind of behind all of this, uh, the ape arm starts acting unpredictably. Spider-Man's like, this, this is going off script. It's a little bit violent right now, and uh, you know, Blockbuster tries to sort of dismiss his concern. You know, and the ape hand is continuing to attack Spider-Man. Begins to squeeze the life out of him. Actually, that's when Firestar is like, this isn't good, and she intervenes. Yeah, I love. I love that there's a commercial cut here because you actually end up getting to hear the same line read twice, but differently. So Mm -hmm. before the commercial, he says, like, what does he say? Like, uh, I think he says, like, uh, I can't breathe or something. But he Mm -hmm. said it's clearly like two different takes and they just use one of them before the commercial and one of them after the commercial. And even though it means the line is read differently in the same moment. I love it because you get to hear both line reads. Like, it's just like a fun little behind the scenes peak, I guess. (laughs) No, I love, I love that stuff. Cause it's like one of those, it's like one of those like kind of dying arts of TV because, you know, as more and more things are like streaming exclusive or whatever, or, or, you know, made, made with the idea that people will be watching them without commercial breaks. Eventually, like that kind of stuff is like done less. So Mm -hmm. it's like more and more becoming this interesting little artifact of, of previous eras of TV where like your act out and then your act back in after the commercial could be different takes on the same scene, sometimes completely different lines or like more fleshed out <laughs> lines. And it's like, and it's like, did I just jump into an alternate universe? Like, you know, yeah. like it's, it's great. funny because one it. of them is like, I can't breathe. And then was like, I can't breathe. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Love that. Thanks stuff. commercials. 
You're not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, so Fire, Firestar is, rescues him and everything, and, and he's all good now. Uh, but during a break, Blockbuster is summoned by Mysterio, who, just want to point out, repeatedly, every time Mysterio wants to talk to Blockbuster, it's like through a ridiculous trapdoor <laughs> that is all over multiple sets here. Like, no yeah. matter where Blockbuster is, he's just walking or sitting in a chair, there will be a trapdoor under him. He always is sliding down a long slide into Mysterio's lair that apparently just takes up like the entire underground of this entire back lot, I guess. It's fabulous because it is so Mysterio because he's always so extra oh, all the yeah. time anyway. You know what's especially great about this first trapdoor is that you could see it so much earlier than when it was actually used. So I was mm-hmm. sitting there, I was like, I see that trapdoor. Who's going through the trapdoor? Like, I genuinely didn't know because Spider-Man was on the screen, Firestar was on the screen, and Blockbuster was on the screen. So I was like, one of you bitches is going to fall, and I do not know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's so great. And I, and I feel like Blockbuster is like the least likely one to be falling because you would expect yeah. like, oh, he's going to capture Firestar That's or something what I thought. like that. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, oh, no, he just wants to talk to the guy he already made a deal with. He's not going to like send a <laughs> message. He's not going to try to call him on some kind yeah. of phone or communicator. He's going nope. to make him fall down a trap door into his lair and then like spring him right back up. Oh, like, yeah. Mysterio's got the equipment. He's damn well going to use it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the reason that that Mysterio summoned him down there is to kind of chastise him for allowing Firestar and Iceman on set. And Blockbuster is just like, what? That's the only way Spider-Man would come. I had to bring him. Um, Mysterio's like, fine, I guess I'll take care of them too. Mysterio then returns Blockbuster back to set through another trapdoor, <laughs> an even bigger, more obvious one this time, yeah. in front of Bruce Banner, who watches this happen, oh, and man. Blockbuster doesn't notice. He's just like, okay, I guess I'm back in real life now. And Bruce Banner's like, what the fuck did I just witness? <laughs> I love that this is basically why Bruce Banner's in this episode. <laughs> I love it so much. Because <laughs> no one else ever happens to witness these no. elaborate trapdoor sequences ever happen except for him. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Because no one notices the no one notices the janitor, I guess. So like yeah. he's the perfect one to uh to to be scoping the stuff out. I mean, it is also like kind of perfect because like the the spider friends are all just like excited teenagers, and Bruce Banner is like a tired, weathered man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's so it's like, just like I just need a job and a break right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. am I dealing with this bullshit? I'm not even excited to be here. So of course I'm going to notice this weird shit that they're not going to notice. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. It's so good. Uh... <laughs> you know what else I love? I like hmm. Blockbuster's chest hair. He has the chest hair that Craven should always have. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because his shirts, he always has like a really, he's like an open unbuttoned shirt almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take notes, Craven. Just, yeah. It's great. Just wanted to point that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before the break is through, Mysterio overhears Firestar and Iceman complaining that they still haven't met Lance Macho or Honey Dove because they think only one set exists in Hollywood, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, maybe they knew that this movie was being filmed on like the like the 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 set that like those porns are made on. Maybe 
because this is I think this has got to be a cheap production probably at this point Maybe. if this dude is just working for Mysterio so like they're like we're we're not going to use like the universal backlot we're going to use the uh the sets that you know the yeah. like whatever I couldn't I was trying to think of like a witty funny porn studio parody name but I couldn't come up with anything so envision that I said something really funny and clever oh my gosh I can't wow that was the wordplay is just damn Derek on fire (laughs) (laughs) well Mysterio hears this and he realizes that he can use it to his advantage and basically says like all right I can get them out of the way by creating robots that look just like Lance Macho and Honey Dove and I actually it's love like, oh, this. Oh, you can, can you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they show us exactly how, which I love so much. <laughs> uh huh. You get to see the like naked androids, and then he, what? What is? Doesn't he like? He puts these androids in like a in like a chamber, and then he hits like a flesh button, and then he hits like yep. a clothing button, and then he has to like do the head separately, and then like attaches the head separately. <laughs> It's yeah, like, that was the head thing. Was so weird. funny! It's Didn't so he, does funny. Does someone like spray paint the flesh on or something like that? Yeah, it's like, like spray flesh. <laughs> sure. Like oh, Mysterio, yeah. just like just like sell these things for consumers. Like this, this stuff is <laughs> phenomenal. Like right, spray right. on flesh. Like that is so many like really great purposes in the world that potentially. Like come on. <laughs> spray on flesh has so many great purposes in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I think you could for like. I feel like you could use it for like burns or something like that. Oh, you know? I get, yeah. If it's like actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like actually flesh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where, where? <laughs> but yeah, I guess yeah. If it's like, uh, you know, if it's really that, you could be a medical pioneer, Mysterio. I'm just envisioning that it's like Terminator flesh, where it's like real flesh on top of an android. Just the mm-hmm. way that she just puts it on these robots is just completely bananas and if that's the case then that's awesome uh yeah i mean but that's the whole thing with mysterio right is like he could literally just use his his powers to make actual money doing normal things with his powers but then he wouldn't be mysterio you know that's 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 why we love mysterio he's just extra about everything truly a genius and he's and he doesn't it would be too boring to just be an industrialist and inventor yeah he's got to do this just to make just to flamboyantly make people's lives miserable right (laughs) why sell your working lifelike animatronic werewolf and dinosaur when you could instead use it to try to kill (laughs) spider-man yeah yep Oh, uh, Mysterio rules. We stand a queen <laughs> forever and always. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are robot lookalikes of Lance Macho and Honey Dove now. You kind of see where that's probably going to go. Mm-hmm. But back back on set, Spider-Man is filming a scene with a mechanical shark in an indoor wave machine. So, you know, we're expecting the shark to attack Spidey. It does. It attacks his boat. He falls into the water. The shark eats Spider-Man whole. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Um, this time Iceman intervenes by like freezing all of the water. And somehow I guess that just like makes the shark malfunction. Cause it just busts through the edge of the, of the tank and crashes into the wall. But then like, as soon as it crashes, Spidey's just like there, like he just pokes his head out. Like I, like, I, Hi. I, I yeah, I guess I guess there wasn't any like horrible, you know, sharp gears or anything inside of that mechanical shark, and he was just comfortably laying there until he could yeah. climb his way out. Sure, it was actually just a submarine made for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, so Spidey's saved this time, which, you know, Mysterio wanted him dead. So this prompts another meeting between Blockbuster and Mysterio through a trap door yet again. Though this time Mysterio is just chilling on a magic carpet. When he's yeah, talking he to Blockbuster. is. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, love you, buddy. Never change. <laughs> no, not even a little, um, please. But yeah, so he's like, okay. You got to stop with this. Blockbuster's like, I didn't think you wanted to kill Spider-Man. Mysterio <laughs> is like, what did you think was going to happen, dummy? Uh, so he reveals the robot actors and he's like, definitely going to kill Spider-Man. He's going to use the robot actors against Firestar and Iceman. And once again, again, <laughs> Banner sees Blockbuster return through a trapdoor and is like, hmm, twice in one day. Now it's extra suspicious. <laughs> yep. Once I could have looked past, perhaps. Twice, though. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Well, I do. As dumb as, as Blockbuster kind of is in the whole situation, I think he's like, that's in character for him. They've set him up to just be yeah. kind of a lunkhead. So I do feel for him that it's just like he was threatened with his life and his car. <laughs> like, Mysterio will smash you like you, like you smashed your limo. And it's just like, I guess this isn't that bad if he's just going to freak play with Spider-Man and freak him out a little bit. Like, I do feel bad for him that he didn't realize that he was in a plot to kill Spider-Man. The fact that he still goes along with it after the fact is bad and, like, he's culpable on that. But up to this point, I think he's pretty sympathetic, I would yeah. say. Just kind of stupid, you know? Yeah, no, I think he's sympathetic. Yeah, he's just an idiot. Like, he's just a guy who's, like, struggling to make a movie. And Mysterio comes in and enables him to make a movie. And Mysterio explains in great detail at the beginning of the episode what his plan is and it doesn't involve killing spider-man so i could see where blockbuster's like i mean okay sure yeah <laughs> like i get a star and you get to embarrass spider-man i don't really care <laughs> yeah and also i don't get killed by your hulk robot so right that's, exactly. that's the other factor <laughs> yeah it all sort of works out <laughs> yeah hello amazing friends we just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our spectacular and our patrons Bo. Katie, Mike, Eric, Carl, and Lillian. If you would like to join our Patreon, we have a ton of great bonus content waiting for you. We have our Spider Bites, where we talk about pretty much whatever we want in the Spider-Man universe, such as comics, like the current Miles Morales series, and classics like Kraven's Last Hunt. Sometimes we do deep dives into Spider-Man stuff, like our miniseries on the unmade Spider-Man movies. Or we spin off into other topics, like the Blade movies or the Firestar comics. Sometimes we'll do some bonus content just because we happen to have it, like Peaks Behind the Curtain or how we make certain episodes. And if you join us at the $5 Spectacular level, you also get access to our After Dark commentaries, where we let loose and talk about shows that aren't Spider-Man related without a filter. Shows like Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Muppet Babies, and more. Ultimately, these are the types of things that we're going to talk about anyway, so recording it and making it available on Patreon is our way of saying thank you so much for supporting this show and letting us do the types of things we really want to do. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate that too. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you.
Well, the Lance Macho Robot and the Honey Dove Robot are introduced on set, and they lead Firestar and Iceman off set, leaving Spider-Man to film his next scene without them. So the two folks who have been looking out for Spider-Man are no longer there. Uh-oh. <laughs> those robots' lines, though. <laughs> Everything about those robots yeah. is terrifying and sexy and terrifying. Yep, like, they're, that's I mean, they're what they are. Just straight up sex bots. Like, they are sex uh, robots uh, for sure. Yeah, Lance Macho. I wrote it down. Let's get to know each other very well. To which Firestar says, "Very well." <laughs> and then Honey Honey mm. Dove says to Iceman, "We'll talk about the private scenes we'll play together." No, <laughs> creepy as fuck, man. So creepy. <laughs> yeah, I will say my theory for why uh, Ice by Bo- Iceman slash Bobby like idolizes Honey Dove so much. It's not so much because he like has the hots for her, but in the way that like the gays love like Lady Gaga and Madonna. <laughs> I think that's that's how he loves Honey Dove. Well, well uh, <laughs> I will revisit that in just a moment because <laughs> sure. I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, but I like that, especially given one specific detail about uh, Bobby and Honey Dove later on. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're now offset, and so Spider-Man proceeds to film his next scene, uh, which is a sci-fi scene featuring fake aliens. We see them put their heads on, but they have real lasers. What? Mm. So they're firing what they think are fake lasers at Spider-Man, but they're actually hurting, which I actually hate. I hate that. I hate the fact that these two guys are like real people who are just like hired actors who believe that they are using prop weapons and are actually just shooting Spider-Man with real weapons. That yeah. is horrifying to me. I hate it. it. Is. Ugh. it I mean, Ooh. it's horrifying. I mean, it's like kind of like a realistically traumatizing thing. Cause that's like yeah. similar things have happened on real film sets and it's always fucking tragic. And it's like that the kind of guilt you have to deal like luckily Spider-Man doesn't die. So like it's okay, but it's still traumatic that they're like involved in this and like are going to feel guilty uh. about it and kind of partially culpable for it because they're the ones pulling the triggers that they didn't yeah. think were real, you know? Ugh, I just hate it's up. it. Because the, yeah. the previous two scenes have all pretty much just been Blockbuster and Spider-Man and Blockbuster's in on it. So he knows what's going on. Um, yeah. In this case, they don't. And on top of that, you have Blockbuster basically what i don't remember exactly his wording but he basically says like hey uh spider-man make sure you make it look like they hurt so that anybody who sees Mm. spider-man getting hurt would be like wow he's just a really good actor like it's oof oof (laughs) yeah you know i take back what i said about never change mysterio this is the thing that you can change when it comes to planning (laughs) involving other people (laughs) Oh, it's it's uh, legit horror movie shit. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, we do see where uh, Firestar and Iceman end up, and we see where Firestar goes first. So Lance Macho brings Firestar to an Arctic room that he says, <laughs> I don't know why he even says this, but I guess it's for us, the audience, <laughs> sure. uh, says that the room can drop in temperature below freezing. And so he starts to drop the temperature. Firestar is even like, ooh, it's cold. Stop that. <laughs> and when he doesn't, she blasts him and it reveals his robot form. But she can't do anything about it because she just freezes solid. She just freezes Yikes. solid. Just freezes. Also, she didn't know he was a robot. He could have just been an evil person and she just shot fire at him. 
like yeah. enough fire to melt his flesh off of his <laughs> robot body. She was fully intending to just kill the guy just then for making it cold. I mean, she ends up frozen solid. It was probably pretty cold. <laughs> That's fair. I guess it was an act of desperation. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. But no, it, I mean, you're right, though. Like, she's not firing, like, uh, she doesn't, like, lunge for him or anything. She just blasts him. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also has the most horrifying face in this moment. He is a terrifying man. It's the first time you get a good look at robot, you know, Lance Macho, and he's horrific. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Well, back on the set, Spider-Man continues to film... But elsewhere in the studio, Iceman does pick up on the fact that his ice body doesn't seem to affect Honey Dove. Is this hmm. what you were referring to earlier with uh or is that uh, later? The next beat, because what he does oh, like okay. he also blasts Honey Dove the way that Firestar blasted Lance Macho. But what's funny about this is he blasts her and like her her head is left at first. It's like the last thing to fall off. And when mm-hmm. you see that her head hits the ground, she's wearing, like, an ice mask. Like, he yeah. added an accessory to her face. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> and I I, uh, I, was like, that's so strange. But, you know, maybe if he worships Honey Dove, this is really just, uh, you know, he's just recreating a moment, his favorite glam moment uh, of Honey Dove. Yeah. Um, and that's why she's wearing a weird ice mask when her head hits the ground. <laughs> Oh, maybe she's not an actress. Maybe she's a musical performer. Mm, like, maybe, yeah. Maybe she know? is the Lady Gaga. Yeah, like she, she, you know, she probably is like wears like de- decked out, wild, cool, you know, glamorous outfits and fun masks and stuff. Um, you know, that would explain that's that would explain how this isn't any sort of animation error whatsoever, and it was fully intentional to add a mask to Honey <laughs> Dove's severed robot head. Um, is that? Yeah, because he was outfit? just like, if you're gonna go, you're gonna go out glam, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I love that reading of it. That's my head cannon. Honey Dove is 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 nineteen eighty one Amazing Friend Universe's Lady Gaga. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> uh. So even though he revealed her robot form, a Firestar hologram is used to lead him to a room with the opposite effect of Firestars. So like it's funny, even though he got rid of the robot, there's still holograms and stuff out here to 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 get these guys trapped. So um, now he's in like a super hot room, like it's like super heated lights or whatever, um, which makes them begin to melt. Yeah, I feel like there's far less of a use on a studio lot for that room than there is the Firestar room. <laughs> the Firestar room I kind of understand existing. Uh, this one I don't understand. What is this one for? <laughs> It Other could than just killing be, Iceman. Yeah, right? I mean, I guess it could be, I mean, there are a lot of lights. Maybe it's just a light storage place, and they just happen to be oh. very, very, very hot. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. there you go. There you go. It's all there. It's all there in the episode. Yeah. We just got to yeah. gotta, gotta pull it's it out. Very clear. Why am I even asking questions? It's all right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Spider-Man finishes filming his scene with the traumatized alien actors oh, now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, he, didn't die from, he didn't die from being shot with the laser guns, luckily. But, you know, I'm sure it was very painful for him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Bruce Banner does attempt to like finally warn him that something very dangerous is going on. But Blockbuster prevents Spider-Man from paying any attention by just kind of distracting him and getting him to walk away. And Spider-Man is none the wiser. And Banner, of course, is frustrated. They're like, he's right there. I'm trying to tell you that something is wrong and nobody's listening to me. And he gets so frustrated that he completely hulks out and transforms into Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk is here. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk is here. And the Hulk finds the Arctic room and destroys the robot that is still there holding Firestar captive. And then I think we are missing maybe a couple frames here or something. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> a little confusing. But she, I guess, melts herself free um, and then yeah. uses her powers to then destroy the Honey Dove robot which frees Iceman. So it sure. all happens very, very quickly. I don't know if something was wrong that they couldn't replace or if they just needed to like cut frames for time, but this all happens very quickly, and I feel like yep. there's something missing from the Firestar room. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. But you could put the pieces together. You could pick the, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could pick it all up and put it in the right order. <laughs> it's all there. It's all yeah. there. It's all there. Right between all the there. lines for exactly. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Exactly. (laughs) Well, unaware that the actual Hulk is at his studio, Mysterio activates his robot Hulk uh, for the final scene of Blockbuster's film. I will note that he also, just like the Lance Macho and Honey Dove robots, seems to need to put the the Hulk's head on himself (laughs) because he puts the robot Hulk's head on uh, despite it being on earlier. So he's just being dramatic. He knows that this is the big climax of the movie that's playing in his head. And he's like, he knows that we're watching. Yeah. Right. It's like, this will, this will make a good shot. If I put, (laughs) I put the head of the robot Hulk on for the audience. So everyone can tell that this is the final battle. Yeah. (laughs) I like the idea that, that Mysterio is actually a pioneer of like, the dramatic docu-series uh, genre, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He would have such a, fa- a fabulous TikTok. Like, oh, yeah. he would be such a great TikToker, man. <laughs> he would. He would be all over special effects TikTok. <laughs> the star. <laughs> well, as Spider-Man clashes with the robot Hulk and begs for filming to stop, because at this point he's like, Okay, this this is too much. I have been attacked by an ape arm. I've been eaten by a robot shark, and I've been shot by real lasers. But now I'm sure that something's going on because this robot is beating the ever living shit out of me. And uh, and at this moment, the actual Hulk arrives <laughs> to intervene, and the Hulk clashes with Robo Hulk. Uh, which kind of lets, you know, Spider-Man breathe a little bit, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so as Hulk and Robo-Hulk are clashing, Firestar and Iceman return to set, and the actual Hulk begins to stomp on Robo-Hulk, resulting in uh, the entire set falling apart. So he pretty quickly destroys the Robo-Hulk, which I think makes sense, um, but he's also angry and destroys everything. So the Super Friends have to save the crew, um, and once the Hulk's business is done destroying Robohulk, he flees and jumps away. You know, it's so funny that Mysterio just, for whatever reason, was like, I'm going to build a Hulk robot. And they just so happened to meet up with the Hulk for like the first time in this series. Like, I love it. 
It, yeah, it's just like the wild coincidence that had to take place. He could have built a, ro- built a robot <laughs> of anyone or anything. Yep. He's like, I'm going to make the Hulk. And it's just Mysterio's bad luck that the real Hulk just happens to, to be there yeah. that one day. <laughs> yep, yep. It's got to be the Hulk. It has to be the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> yeah, so when a, a hole in the set's floor opens up, uh, Mysterio, Mysterio's little itty-bitty command center is revealed to Spider-Man. Or it looks like an itty-bitty command center, I should say. Um, I was kind of confused at first because I was like, wait, doesn't he have a whole layer? But then you see that he can like <laughs> run out of there for a second. It's weird because it's like it's literally like just a little tiny cylinder that like goes deep into the ground. You just see him in this little small circle with like with a bunch of controls. It's just it's really cute. It's like he's just like stuck in a well. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so they're like, oh, hey, Mysterio. OK, Mysterio attempts, of course, to use an army of holograms on Spider-Man. Firestar is like they're holograms. It's fine. Um, Spider-Man's <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. They are just holograms. They don't matter. So Spidey just, like, jumps into Mysterio's lab to, uh, you know, attack him. And Mysterio, he just does this whole thing. And he has a bunch of quips. And he's like, I'm going to get away. You'll never catch me. And Spidey very quickly just webs him up and it's fine. There's, like, no fight. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I, I I have to say? We're nearing the very end of this. And it's it's wild that I didn't really clock this. But it wasn't until Firestar pointed out that those were holograms that I realized, and it kind of ruins the episode, unfortunately, so I hate even saying it, but this entire episode is pretty much predicated upon the idea that Spider-Man ha- just has no spider sense. Because oh, every no, for real. Single, every single bit of danger, anything bad that happens at any point would have been given away if his spider sense went off, but it never does. It is up to everyone else to call out for him. He is completely oblivious to everything. Like, you just have to accept that for this one episode, Spider-Man just does not have spider sense and never did. It's the only way that any of this works. <laughs> no, that's honestly, like, it's funny because I I feel like that is a thing that they must have struggled with or at some point realized with Mysterio because um, there's um, there's an early Mysterio comic where the same thing happens, and I was I I got to the end of the comic and I was like, wait a second, Spider Man's spider sense just never went off this whole time, um, and yeah. so I have to imagine that it was a thing that they either sort of like knowingly just sort of didn't address, or it's always or it's been ambiguous for a long time, or it's just like. When when dealing with Mysterio, it's like artist choice. Like I don't know. Like it's it's such a strange thing. Cause yeah, it's just yeah. it's holograms. And then you have other episodes where Spider Man explicitly identifies that he can use his spider sense to defeat Mysterio. Right. So it's like it's strange when you put like all of the Spider Man Mysterio conflicts next to each other. Like which ones it ends up being like the actual critical tool, and which ones it's sort of like. Actually, let's just pretend it doesn't exist. Otherwise, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's one of those frustrating things because, like, Spider-Sense is such a cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. in both theory and often in practice, you know, like, it's such a cool aspect of Spider-Man that is so unique to him because it's, like, something that's, like, oh, it's similar to a psychic sense. But it is a very specific kind of its own thing that, like, very few, if not any other non-Spider-People heroes have in the particular way that he does. But yeah. the problem is that 
it can be so game breaking. Like if, you know, even when it's not like sometimes utterly OP to the point that it is just a psychic sense, but even when it's not, it can be fully game breaking with characters like Mysterio where you can get really cool moments where it's really empowering for Spider-Man to realize he can use his spider sense against Mysterio in a unique way to give him, give him a one up. But then you have episodes like this, that like, the only reason that it's fun is because Spider-Man just cannot sense that there's danger surrounding him yeah. at all times everywhere. Like, but you it know what? Makes like, sense. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it would be easy to address that if like, and, and I feel like they have before, right? Like if Spider-Man is scared enough of something, then he doesn't necessarily realize that his spider sense didn't alert him, which we've seen in episodes, mm. I think before. So like all you, all you need is the moment where he's like, wow, I like, Oh, that's right. My spider sense wasn't going off, and then he can use it. In this case, all you would have needed is him sort of like realizing he was so wrapped up in being a movie star that he wasn't he wasn't paying enough attention or something. Like, I feel like you you still could have had this episode be the way that it is. Like, maybe the moment yeah. where where Firestar is like, no, they're just holograms. Like, that could have maybe been the moment where Spider Man was like. That's right. My spider sense hasn't been going off this whole time. None of this is real. Like you, you probably could have acknowledged except it. Except it, it is would've... though. Except it is with like the shark and the apan and the ray guns and stuff. Like that's the problem. Is that like it oh, works that it would when it's be holog- going off? It works when it's holograms. But the problem is that it should be going off a lot. <laughs> like is, yeah. the, is the thing. You know. Yeah. It's not that it's not. It's that it should be. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and it sucks because I like this episode. Other, like, I think it's a, it's such a fun plot and idea. It's just like it almost doesn't work for Spider-Man specifically because, like, that's like Gosh. his one strength. You know that that yeah. he would have against it is you know is is the whole conflict. So yeah, what a tough thing to write around. Like, mm-hmm. how do you like how do you write a character who pretty much can't be surprised? <laughs> right. You know what I mean. Right. That, what a challenge. I've never, like, I've obviously noticed when Spider-Sense either is missing or works in weird ways, but, like, I've never really thought about the actual effort that would have to go into writing a character like that. <laughs> yeah. The only thing Damn. that I can maybe rationalize for this, and this is going, this is such, like, a reach around or whatever, but, like, I, maybe it's it's because all of this is plotted by Mysterio. His spider sense is just kind of low key going off at all times when he's on the movie set completely, and he had and it ends up sort of negating it when there's danger happening at all. You know, because it's just mm-hmm. like if it's just going off for the situation that he's in anyway, he's gonna have to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't know. It it doesn't really work, but it it you just yeah you just have to. Accept I also it, wonder. I, <laughs> I also wonder. This would be an interesting th- thing to go back and watch specifically for in this series. I also wonder just how much his spider sense. I know it. I know it exists. Like I know we've seen it, but I do wonder yeah. if maybe this show in general just doesn't use it as much. Just generally speaking, uh, because yeah. if Spider Man can't be surprised, then like neither can the other people as long as they're with him unless he does what we talked about last week which is just like not tell them <laughs> yeah <laughs> which feels like a miss as well so i yeah. i i don't remember if that's something that that we've talked about before or not like just how much Either. it's used or not but i i wouldn't be surprised to go back and find out that this series specifically wouldn't use it as much as others might yeah cuz he's got <laughs> firestar and iceman with him they've got to kind of depower him a little bit sometimes to yeah. make the 
to make it work, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, comic book stuff. I don't I don't envy like comic book superhero writers in any right? scenario because of right? because of this stupid bullshit where it's just like yeah. God, you made these characters so complicated. How do we do this? How do we make stuff interesting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do sort of admire, like, I know this isn't exactly what he was talking about, but there was that clip going around recently of Stan Lee answering a question of, like, who would win in a fight. And he basically was like, whoever the writer wants, who cares? Like, I know this isn't what he was talking about, but I appreciate that attitude because I feel like that's probably the right attitude to go in with it's just like you know what who cares it's superhero stuff like we want to tell the story let it happen (laughs) and in this case like we're still enjoying it right like it still ends up being fun it's only when you sort of start like thinking about it that you're like huh (laughs) yeah i think that's why i was almost like hesitant to bring it up like in a way because it's sort of like you did yeah i'm glad that i did too because it makes fun podcast content so like it's fine in this scenario but it's also like I if if I were to have to have to choose to have this episode just exist in a way that doesn't really make sense with spider sense versus them saying we can't do this episode because if he had a spider sense none of this could happen I would rather them just do the fucking episode like yeah. you know who cares he doesn't have spider sense for a day that's fine with me big whoop <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah for sure for sure full agree <laughs> well. We do have a couple scenes left. So back on set, <laughs> Blockbuster is celebrating all of the incredible footage he got from uh, the battle between Spider-Man and Mysterio. But his cameraman uh, interjects <laughs> to let him know, actually, buddy, we ran out of film, so we didn't get any of that. <laughs> that guy's so cursed, man. I feel yeah. so bad for him. Like, like I don't because he was like, yeah, let's get Spider-Man killed. But like, I also do because he didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the thing is like he he would have never sought this behavior out, which doesn't make it good for him to be a part of it. But I feel like if Mysterio had never arrived, you know, Stan Blockbuster would just be a guy who never turned into a villain. You know, like, right, right. You know, know, he's 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 different. (laughs) He's not like other villains, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. Blockbuster is pouting about this, um, and while he's doing that, Spider-Man asks for his payment, which he does receive. But then Spider-Man webs Blockbuster up after getting his payment uh, and says, "You did still try to kill me. Uh, you are still a criminal. So sorry, dude. I got to turn you in." <laughs> which yep. I don't even think, like. Blockbuster doesn't even fight. He's like, oh, I've always wanted to do a prison film. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, even even when he's even saying, like, like, oh, you you did a bad, he's like, eh, you're, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> yeah, he owns up to it at least, right? Like, he's, there's no yeah. delusion there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like, I like Blockbuster. He's, he seems like, he seems like the rare, not, not like shady as fuck Hollywood guy, I guess. He's just a lunkhead. He's a little dumb, but he seems yeah, fine. he's just stupid. He's just stupid. Yeah. He just likes making movies. He just wants yeah. to make a picture. Yeah. He wants to make a, to make a picture. <laughs> well, the episode ends with the real Lance Macho and the real Honey Dove excitedly approaching Firestar and Iceman. They're the ones starstruck. <laughs> and they were on set, apparently. Um, so. And so they <laughs> they ask uh, Firestar and Iceman for autographs, much to Firestar and Iceman's surprise, and much to Spider-Man's dismay, because Spider-Man's like, wasn't I the hero here? 
Not really. <laughs> yep. Like no. Firestar and Iceman saved your ass many times. <laughs> they kind of did all of the work. Them and yeah. Hulk. Spider-Man just didn't. Yeah, was just a victim yeah. the entire time. Pretty much. <laughs> right. Honestly, he was the damsel in distress like the entire episode. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get a, a like cute little fireworks show in front of the Hollywood sign and they cheer for Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, Hollywood, <laughs> where nothing bad has ever happened. Not once. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, well, oh like I said last week, it's so hard to not highlight literally every face ever made on the show. But there is one face that stood out to me. And when I tell you it's Mysterio's face, you're probably like, but Mysterio doesn't have a face. So how could he have the face of the episode? Well, let me show you this face that appears on Mysterio's chest when he poses just right. And you see his weird little like eye things that hold up his cape mixed with the the line uh, drawing out his chest and his armpit. And it just makes... A nice little smirk right there on his chest that you'll never be able to unsee. <laughs> truly, 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 truly hate that this is in my brain now. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't like this Mysterio design either. Just in general, I don't like the black fishbowl. Like, hate that. That makes no sense to me. I don't like the button eyes. I don't like how boring his uh, his like you know his spandex green leotard is. It's just nothing there. I just I don't like it. I don't like it. Not a fan. Not I a fan. Uh, I wouldn't say it's great, but I wasn't especially offended by it. What I do like about it is the is his cape. Like I like the way that his cape sits and the the way that it's sort of like uh, got that yeah. big sort of like um, uh, like it's got lots of folds around the neck. I think it's kind of cool. Although it does sort of shorten his dome, which makes him look yeah. sort of like he has Ridiculous. no head, which is a little weird. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. I think, I, yeah, I like I like the folds of his cloak, but I wish they were wider and lower so you see more of a, flish, a fishbowl that wasn't just fully painted black. Yeah. Well, they do the weird yeah. sort of like, I don't know why. It, I think they get, they being just like animators get really weirded out, I think, by Mysterio because he has no... Like it's a it's a solid dome, right? It's not like a yeah. a Spider Man mask where you can at least move the mask and people can be like, Oh, his mouth is moving. Mysterio doesn't even have that. So we've seen so many not so many, we've seen a couple different um like attempts to give Mysterio a face without a face. And this is just yet another one. And I don't think any of them fully work, but I get why they're no. trying. They just never work. Like just let him not have a face, you know? Cause in this one they they give him this like weird white scribble in his dome that you can't see necessarily in this this screen grab, but when he talks, it's almost like um almost like uh I don't know, it almost moves sort of like a waveform but in a circle. That's the only reason I can think that they would make his dome black. Like I I just it's I don't know, it's strange. Very strange. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't <laughs> think that's even his I don't even think that's the design for him in the in the eighty eighty one show either. I think that the 81 show, oh, that's I don't so think it's weird. black. I think, if I remember correctly, because I've <laughs> seen, I've seen an episode that? from that. So, yeah, huh. I don't know. It's really silly. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Very, very strange. Stop, stop, trying to give, stop trying to give Mysterio a face. That's one of the reasons we like him is because he doesn't have a face. <laughs> yeah, he very specifically has no face. <laughs> Be fine putting a face on his chest and walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug. Exactly, exactly. We did talk about this. Um, 
the fact that Firestar's side of the bus is far too hot and Iceman's side of the bus is far too cold. Uh, full chef's kiss, but... As a result of this, there are just so many good faces as well yep. in the bus of people like so many. distressed over the temperature. Uh, it's yeah. it's so great. <laughs> it's fabulous. Fabulous. It's so wonderful. And then finally, we also mentioned this. Uh, Lance Macho Robot is horrifying. Yep. Horrifying. Yep. Entirely Scary. just nightmare fuel. You know, you could take this character model and make his skin green and scaly, and you could have told me this was the lizard. Yeah, yeah, because his like the the cheekbone lines are bizarre. The like the way that they draw his mouth and like lip lines are like yep. super extended, and like yep. you know his his eyebrows are like slanted downward in a very villain frown face. But like mm-hmm. because he has that creepy smile, it all works. Like yeah, yeah. it's uh it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and it's, his head uh... is like weirdly shaped because it's really tall. Mm-hmm. You know, like the top of his head is so high. Yeah. Yeah, very it's creepy. Very unsettling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there were so many other other good faces. Watch this episode. It's fun. It's a blast. Yeah. This is a fun one. This is definitely a yeah. fun one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh any closing thoughts? I mean, that's it's a fun one. I think that's all there is to say about yeah. it actually. No, it's, it's a fun it's, episode. Yeah, it's just a super fun episode. Super duper fun episode. As as most Mysterio episodes end up being, just for the absolute nonsense of it all. <laughs> Yeah, I was very, very happy to meet up with the Amazing Friends version of him. Yeah, yeah, uh, Doesn't for sure. disappoint. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know what? I didn't even mention, I think, you know, we, we touched on it because we talked about Peter Cullen. I really like his Hulk a lot. I think he makes a really, I think his voice acting for Hulk is really good. Like, that's the kind of Hulk voice and Hulk performance and Hulk, like, writing that I really like. And I only, I think I only bring that up because we very recently saw Hulk in the 2017 show and, like, I don't I didn't really like the the version of Hulk in that show very much like in terms of how much he talked and everything. Yeah. And I really like this very classic like writing of Hulk. I think it's just really well done and I think it's a good performance. So I yeah. I like I like the writing of this Hulk better than I like Peter Cullen's particular Hulk voice. Um sure. like I I definitely like the the less talk like less talkative Hulk for sure like we talked about. Um I wish I could remember specific. There were like certain ways he said certain things that I was just like, Meh. Uh, but that's just like a you know personal <laughs> preference. <laughs> sure, you know he's uh, who am I to say anything about what Peter Collin does? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Either way, he's a legend. Either way, he doesn't need our approval. So. Exactly, doesn't give a shit what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you give a shit what we have to say, hey. you can listen. To- <laughs> you can listen to us say a lot of stuff on our Patreon. That was so Patreon- good. <laughs> Thank you. At <laughs> patreon.com slash wallopin web snappers. We got lots of stuff. Uh, spider bites, commentaries, AMAs. Uh, by this point, we'll have had a, a few AMAs out. If if we haven't had it out already, this episode's coming out in May, right? Yeah, this episode comes out in May, and May's going to be the month that we are planning to start our movie commentaries. So Yeah, some uh, new stuff over on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to hear us, you know, be watch watch the Spider Man movies along with us, or just you know listen to us talk while we watch the Spider Man movies. Y'all have seen them before. You know what happens in them. <laughs> you should check us out over there on our Patreon. We've got lots of good stuff happening there. Otherwise, if you'd like to find us individually, where can we find you on the internet, Doug? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. And if you like books and games, you can hear me on a podcast called Novel Gaming, where my friends Katie and Vicky and I catch up on all the media we've been consuming lately. What about you, Derek? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find me on YouTube under my video essay series, Second Chance, which looks at bad or divisive media, but from a positive lens. If you'd like to find out more from the two of us, we have a monthly podcast called Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. Episodes come out on the 13th of every month, and the one that's coming out later this month will be on WALL-E. So... That's definitely going to be a very exciting one that comes out. I'm sure there's going to be lots of interesting discussions, but you can uh, find that our whole archive of that podcast wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on our website, wallopingwebsnappers.com, where, like I said, we have a full archive of all of our episodes of both podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, those help people find our podcast. The more ratings and reviews we get on any of the major platforms, so not just Apple Podcasts, but also like Google Podcasts and uh, Spotify, if that lets you do reviews, I don't even know. But anywhere that you can rate and review us will certainly help people find us. So if you like what we're doing, I'm sure other people like what we're doing as well. Next week, Thor attacks New York City, <gasps> or or does he, mm. in The Vengeance of Loki? Oh, I wonder I wonder what the truth is in that scenario based Can't on that episode. Imagine title. what goes on there. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye.